Parties are such fickle things to plan. You have to answer all kinds of questions, such as, do you have enough alcohol? Are there enough hors d'oeuvres to go around? Who am I going to hook up with? Am I going to go home from this party alone, like always? <laughs> Wait, I, I lost track of where I was going. Anyways, let's check in with our four friends in apartment nine. All right, everyone. Miss Halverson is on her way up. Just when I was worried that I wasn't going to get my daily dose of Midwestern shenanigans. Doesn't she have any other friends? I'm pretty sure we're the only ones who could tolerate her perpetual motherly meddling. When I got back from picking up my morning coffee, I ran into her in the lobby where she was trying to carry this large box. Oh, thank goodness. She's finally moving out. No, she was moving it into the elevator. I offered to help, but she refused. Said my pansy ass couldn't handle it. <laughs> there she is. Bradley gets up to answer the door. Hiya, kids. Oh, my lanta, I have such news to tell you. You got a new message on your answering machine? Don't you mean voicemail? No, I mean answering machine. She still loads the tapes. <laughs> By the way, what was that huge box you were trying to load into the elevator? That's what I was just about to tell you all. My life-size cheese cutout of Steve Buscemi arrived today. I found it on Etsy. I don't expect many orders of this to be flying off the shelf. <laughs> well, looking at the shop, they also have a giant Hitchcock silhouette made out of 50 pounds of Spam. So there's got to be a demand somewhere, right? Yeah, for people like Miss Alverson. Cammy, you're so crabby today. Did your fishing hole freeze over? <laughs> Why did you get a life-size cheese cut out of Steve Buscemi? That man is a national treasure. And what better way to honor him than getting a life-size mold of his face made from 50 pounds of 100% Wisconsin cheese? How did Mr. Halverson feel about this purchase? Well, he won't stop trying to eat it. I almost broke his hand smacking it away from Cheese Buscemi. You named that hunk of cheese? He is indeed a hunk. Mrs. Halverson, why are you here? Well, I wanted to gloat about Cheese Buscemi to get my mind off planning this party for Mr. Halverson. It's his 60th birthday, don't you know? Well, that's exciting. Have you had any ideas on what you're going to do for him? Well, at first, I thought I'd do a baby New Year type celebration, but that man in a diaper, that would be a war crime. Then I thought about a cat party, like a little cat cafe, but for his birthday. Then I remembered he's terrified of cats after the litter box accident of 1986, don't you know? Would you like some help planning the party? Oh, I couldn't burden you guys with this big task. No, it's no trouble. Yeah, we'd love to help. Well, if you insist. Uh, Mrs. Halverson, where are you going? The mister and I have an early lunch and then we're off to a concert. Have the party ready when we're done with the concert. Sound good, kids? Whoa, what? You want us to plan a party in about seven hours? You're all so gosh darn amazing. Bye now. I'm Pitney. And I'm Amelia. And we're from... Pitney, Pitney and, and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique. Who are we? Why, we're your new best friends, of course. Pull up a seat and listen in to what we think about people, places, and things. Geeky stuff, horror movies, weirdos we know, spirituality, sexuality, food, filth. It's like eavesdropping on the people at the next table for like an hour or so and wishing you could join in on their conversation. 
Also, do you see who just came in? Look at that hair. Oh, honey, just no. <gasps> Bitchiness, you're soaking in it. We soften your hands while you do the dishes. Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique. We're here. We're queer. And we're, we're in your, your ear. ear. Every other Friday, where all the classiest podcasts are found. Perplexed by Mrs. Halverson's request, our friends rack their brains, trying to figure out what to do. How the hell are we supposed to plan an entire party for this evening? What's up, everyone? Dylan walks into the kitchen for some water after a busy night of entertaining the local adult league baseball team. Mrs. Halverson just roped us into planning a birthday party for Mr. Halverson. No big deal. Let's get started. The party is planned for tonight. (laughs) She's crazy. Yes, but that's besides the point. What are we going to do? Let's stay calm. This isn't our first time having to triage a last-minute party. You guys remember that cocktail mingle we threw together at the radio station last month? Our manager was wheeled out of there on a tricycle. (laughs) I wish I remembered more from that party. But guys, how hard can this be? All we need are some kegs, funnels, rubber tubes, red solo cups, plenty of cheap beer, and lots and lots of lube. This isn't one of your frat parties, Dylan. (laughs) Fine. Bradley should be in charge of planning this party. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. The last time I planned anything of this scale, someone ended up in jail and I had a restraining order placed on me for a year. Allison? Hard pass. Fine, fine. I'll manage everything, but everyone has to pull their own weight. Uh, Let's start with the obvious. Who is Mr. Halverson and what is he like? Oh, crap. Doesn't he... He does something with beans, right? Beans? What the hell would he do with beans? You know, maybe he works for a bean company? Uh, sells them? Sounds messy. (laughs) I thought he ran his own business selling vegan doorknobs. (laughs) That's not a thing. It could be a thing. (laughs) Thinking it over, Miss Halverson doesn't bring Mr. Halverson around. Nor does she really talk about his life. What if he doesn't actually exist? Or if he died years ago and she just keeps his corpse sitting in the living room of their apartment. That's disgusting. And I think we would have smelled him by now. Maybe he works for the government. Oh. But even if he did, what job would require such secrecy? I don't care if he's just going into the office every day. Maybe it's high up. (gasps) Maybe it's the CIA. The CIA? Come on. Oh, how would you know? He probably can't disclose what he does day to day anyways. It's easier for him to just slip on a hat every morning and go out the front door unnoticed. That explains why Mrs. Halverson didn't know what to do for the party. I bet she was nervous to even throw one in their apartment, no less. All right, now we're getting somewhere. We'll throw the party here to help protect his identity. And we'll keep it simple so we don't draw too much attention. Let's call it the Silver Fox Mingle. We'll make sure the guest list is scrutinized so we don't accidentally let in any spies. I know Big Brother's always listening thanks to Alexa. That leaves us with covering food and decorations. How do we want to pay for that? Well, I'm pretty broke. Do you know how much it cost to entertain the guys last night? Well, let's see. There's ten boxes of condoms, two industrial cans of automobile lubricant, extra strength, and a few bottles of video head cleaner. (laughs) 
You make it sound like a bad thing, Cameron. <laughs> Moving on. I can chip in for the alcohol. And I can help throw down for the food. Excellent. To help save even more money, I'm going to ask other residents in the building if they'd be willing to donate any supplies. I don't know. By not spending more money, doesn't that kind of take away some significance of Mr. Halverson turning 60? We're keeping this low-key, remember? All right. You and Dylan need to go out and do some snooping on Mr. Halverson. See if you can find anything about him that might make this party a little more personal. I'm going to start by visiting Mr. Wen to ask for supplies, and Bradley, you can visit Mr. Salvatore to do the same. Allison and Dylan agree to sneak into the Halverson's apartment. Meanwhile, Cameron and Bradley go to the Salvatore and Wynn residence to ask for party supplies. Hi, Mr. Wynn. How you doing today? Fine, fine. What can I help you with? Oh, we're throwing a party for Mr. Halverson. To save money, Bradley and I are seeing if anyone in the building would like to donate party supplies. Uh, I am not surprised that Mrs. Halverson isn't helping with the planning. That lady, God bless her, is all over the place. Did you know she ordered a life-size cheese cutout of Steve Buscemi? I couldn't even eat any, as I'm lactose intolerant, but even if I wasn't, how could anyone even eat that much cheese? Anyways, how about this? I have some amazing decorations left over from my father's 60th birthday. I hope this helps. Thanks, Mr. Wen. These look amazing. I know I'm going to outdo whatever Bradley finds. Oh, by the way, you're welcome to come to the party if you'd like. Uh, thank you. I'll keep that in mind. Meanwhile, on another floor, Bradley knocks on Mr. Salvatore's door. Welcome to my home, Bradley. This is quite a surprise. Why don't you come in? Yes, well, to fill you in, we're planning a little surprise party for Mr. Halverson, and money's a little tight. So we're going around the building to try and see if anyone would like to donate party supplies. Cameron is asking Mr. Wynn if he'd like to donate as well. Mr. Wynn, huh? Well, I can't let him outdo me, and you can't let Cameron outdo you. <laughs> this is not a competition, Mr. Salvatore. It is now, boy. Excuse me? I heard what happened between you two. Mrs. Halverson filled me in. Also, did you know she bought a life-size cheese cutout of Steve Buscemi? I did. You know, I was amazed that's even possible. What a wild and dangerous person. I'm not surprised that she passed the planning for this party onto someone else. God bless her. She's a nut. Yes. Well, what would you like to contribute? My father just recently celebrated his 70th birthday, and I have some beautifully handcrafted decorations imported directly from Sicily. And I know you'll blow Cameron out of the water with these. Thank you so much. Wow, are you sure you're willing to part with these? They look so beautiful and expensive. Sure, life is meant to be celebrated and competitions are meant to be won. Well, I really appreciate it. You know, you're more than welcome to come to the party this evening. It's starting around six. I'd love to, mainly because I want to see if Mrs. Halverson will bring her cheese cut out of Steve, but also because I've never met Mr. Halverson. Yeah, neither has anyone else. With Cameron and Bradley successfully getting the supplies they need, we turn our attention to Allison and Dylan, who have arrived at the Halverson's apartment. Damn, they don't leave a key under the mat. Hmm, you know who would have a key? The lobby boy. How are we going to get that from him? I'll take care of it. How? I'll take care of it. <laughs> Dylan walks off to get the key from the lobby boy. Allison waits awkwardly in the hallway, trying to hide her face in her phone. In the meantime, Cameron and Bradley are back at the apartment. Looks like you've got a large box of decorations. <laughs> so do you. Thankfully, Mr. Wynn was very helpful. Mr. Salvatore was equally as excited to help. Both guys put the boxes down and open them up. Cameron opens his up first. Mr. Wynn's supplied streamers, lights to string around the room, and ancient Chinese symbols to hang on the walls. 
Wow, Cameron, those are beautiful. But do they really fit in with the theme of the party? Who cares? We're lucky to be able to put up anything at all. Uh, this is true. Bradley opens up his box. Mr. Salvatore's decorations consist of stunning tablecloths, Minchin marble statues, and some rare bottles of wine. These decorations aren't just beautiful, they're works of art. They truly are. You know, I think we should mainly stick to my decorations. They look newer. That's ridiculous. Both decorations have their place and yours are probably the same age. I think considering after everything you've put me through, it would just be a kind gesture to use my decorations the most. I'm the one planning this party. We need everything we can get. You're only going above and beyond because of your ego. Why don't you think about me sometimes? Why are we even arguing about this? We're trying to plan a last minute party. There's no need for sides here. Oh yeah, no need for sides. But did that stop you from talking about our breakup with everyone? Oh, here we go with this again. I can't believe you're holding this over me. As Cameron and Bradley fight over whose decorations should be used, Dylan just arrived back from the lobby, meeting Allison at the Halverson's apartment. What you looking up on your phone? Did you know that life-sized cheese cutout of Steve Buscemi costs $3,500? And yet we're the ones who are supposed to plan this party? Did you get the key? I did. How? It's essentially illegal to give a key to someone who isn't a resident of the unit. Let's just say the lobby boy isn't as straight as he says he is. You didn't. I thought he was straight. I didn't what? Show him why my number is on every stall of the city? Did. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Now hurry up, I don't want anyone to see us going in. Whoa. This place is kind of boring. You'd think for Mrs. Halverson's eccentric personality and Mr. Halverson working for the CIA, they'd have one of the most interesting units in the building. Allison and Dylan look across the apartment. It's bland, almost gray, with a very modern aesthetic to the furniture and architecture. As they get a sweeping look, they turn to the kitchen. That is one big pile of cheese. <laughs> I knew cheese Bashimi was gonna be big, but this is literally the size of the kitchen table. His ear is missing. I guess Mr. Halverson couldn't help himself to a little snack. Also, I didn't think they'd be able to make Bashimi look so sexy made out of cheese. <laughs> Keep it in your pants. We have to keep looking around. Allison and Dylan walk into the living room. While there is an impressive widescreen TV and a state-of-the-art entertainment system, the furniture leaves much to be desired. With only a large couch and one sitting chair, it's not very inviting. In the back of the living room, there is a bar cart with some photos. Look at these family photos. Mr. H isn't in any of these. Here's one of Mrs. Halverson at Woodstock. <laughs> you couldn't have fit another joint in her mouth if you tried. <laughs> no wonder she's so free-spirited. I don't think pot is the only substance she took at Woodstock. Hey, here's an old camera. Maybe we're overreacting. Maybe the reason why Mr. Halverson isn't in any of these photos is because he was taking all of them. That's possible. Let's see what they've been streaming on their TV. Mm, Spies Anonymous, Counter-Strike, Chuck, MacGyver, you're a CIA spy and how to hide it from your neighbors. That last one was a little on the nose. Yeah, that one was oddly specific. Uh, let's check their bedroom closet. I'm sure there's clues we can find in there. Wow, this closet is as crowded as a coke room in a nightclub. 
I know. Look at all these unsent love letters to Steve Buscemi. I wonder if this puts a strain on the Halverson's relationship. I wonder if Mr. Halverson even knows considering he might not ever be home. Good point. I think Mr. Halverson's stuff is on the right here, but I can't tell. Everything's so random. Yeah, this one suit is a triple X large, and this one's a medium. I don't even know what the literal clown suit is for. Who's he following? The circus? (laughs) This one's my favorite. A priest outfit. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned a lot. I think we've seen everything we need to see to determine he's a CIA spy. Let's head back to the apartment so we can give Cameron and Bradley some help preparing. Mr. Positivity Wolfie T here to tell you about the Positively Wolfie podcast, where we provide unqualified commentary on allegedly real news. Join me and a co-host as we provide a non-serious take on silly, strange, or just plain dumb news headlines and stories. Look for me on Twitter at PositivelyWolf1 and find the Positively Wolfy podcast on your favorite podcast app and subscribe today. Dylan returns the key to the lobby boy while Allison goes back to the apartment. And another thing. I don't even think you care about this party. I don't care. I don't care. Excuse me, you're the one. Boys, boys, let's take it down a few notches. What the hell's going on? Bradley thinks that because I turned down his proposal, most of his decorations deserve to be put up over mine. Look, Bradley, I know you're hurt, but we have to get this party looking decent and bickering over who gets to put what up and where isn't going to help anything. Fine. By the way, where's Dylan? Apparently he's showing the lobby boy it is possible to uncork a wine bottle with his tongue. What the hell does that even mean? Hey guys, what's going on? Where have you been? I had to thank the lobby boy for letting us borrow the key to the Halverson's apartment. You broke into the Halverson's apartment? No, we had a key. (laughs) We also got to see Cheese Buscemi. Was it as big and beautiful as Mrs. Halverson made it out to seem? It was big, that's for sure. It's Mrs. Halverson. Should I answer it? I hope she didn't find out about us getting to their apartment. Mrs. Howerson, how's your day going? Hey, you kids. I just wanted to check in and make sure you aren't working too hard on this party. Well, actually, we've been spending the entire day getting decorations and planning the entire event. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to waste your time. Look, stop where you are and enjoy the rest of the day. I've taken so much of your time. Oh, please. It hasn't been a... Well, I gotta go. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. I don't trust what she just said. Same. If I had to guess, she blew all her party money on Cheese Buscemi, and she doesn't know how to explain the situation to her husband. Maybe. Secretly, Mr. Halverson is expecting an over-the-top party, and Mrs. Halverson can't deliver. So she's expecting us to be guilt-tripped into making this party amazing? I guess she's learned a few manipulation tactics from her husband. Speaking of which, what did you two learn from breaking into their apartment? Sneaking in, thank you. We didn't break anything. Other than the lobby boy's belief that he's completely straight. (laughs) Anyways, 
We noticed a few things, like Mr. Halverson not being in any family photos. Yeah, but we were wondering, since we saw an old camera, that maybe he was the one behind the photographs. Where things got interesting is the shows they watched and what was inside their closet. It seems like they watch a lot of espionage shows like Counter-Strike and Spies Anonymous. We also saw a lot of weird outfits that Mr. Halverson might be using when he goes on secret missions. This sounds like all things point to him being a spy for the CIA. Exactly. So I hope you and Cameron got some supplies that would match his career. Well, Mr. Salvatore donated supplies from his father's 70th birthday. They were handcrafted in Sicily. And Mr. Wynn donated party decorations from his father's 60th. This actually gives us a really cool opportunity. We could decorate the apartment like the locations that Mr. Halverson has probably visited on his secret missions for the CIA. I love it. You know what also would be a cool idea? If, for the invitations, we had invisible ink and secret door knocks for when the guests arrive. See, this is why you're the party planner. Thank you very much. Get over yourself. Guys, stay cool. Let's start setting up the decorations. The group decorates the apartment with streamers, tablecloths, lights, and statues. It's stunningly beautiful as it all comes together. As they put the finishing touches on the decoration, Dylan notices that they've forgotten an important detail. Hey guys, did Mrs. Halverson mention what food they like? Crap, no she didn't. And I don't think Cheese Buscemi's a good example. (laughs) You know, she posts everything she eats on Instagram. Let's check that out. The group huddles around Bradley's phone as they look through Mrs. Halverson's Instagram. Oh my goodness. Look at the way she's biting off Cheese Buscemi's ear. Oh, so it was Mrs. H that bit off Cheese Buscemi's ear. Look at the photo above. It was just posted. I think they're eating at a chain restaurant. Oh my, a chain? They need to be supporting small businesses. It looks like they're at that restaurant that insults you while you eat. It also looks like they've spent a pretty penny on their meal. I think we should go ahead and offer a full course meal with an open bar. An open bar? Are you trying to rob me? Hey, you offered to cover the cost of the alcohol. Well, thank God we're splitting the rent four ways now. Did anyone notice that hunk of a man in the photos? Real zaddy if I ever saw one. (laughs) He was quite attractive. Do you think that could be Mr. Halverson? I don't know, but I don't want to disappoint him. Let's finish setting up this party. Before we do, let's make sure we know when the Halversons will be home. Ooh, hello? Mrs. Halverson, it's Cameron. I was wondering when we could expect you to be home. Well, things are going great here. We had lunch. Now we're at a matinee concert. If I had to guess, I'd say around five or six. Awesome. We'd all love to wish Mr. Halverson a happy birthday. Why don't you two swing by our place when you make it back? We can definitely try, you betcha. I hope you all haven't gone through the trouble of doing anything big for Mr. Halverson. Of course not. We just wanted to have a little something ready for him. All right. I'll be in touch. Bye, kids. How's their evening going? It sounds like it's been full. They had lunch and now they're at a matinee concert. (gasps) I wonder if it's a theater production. I've been wanting to see the local production of Bye Bye Birdie. Do you think they'd even enjoy that? Honestly, after everything Allison and I saw in their apartment, I doubt it. (laughs) The group breaks off to finish setting up the apartment for the party. Bradley brings in the alcohol and sets up the open bar. Allison and Dylan prepare the food, and Cameron makes sure all the decorations are in the right spot. The secret knocks on the door begin, and the room slowly becomes filled with people chatting and laughing. The four work the party, chatting with everyone, serving drinks, telling and listening to entertaining stories. 6pm comes and goes, and around 7.30, the group grows worried that the Halversons are going to miss their own party. Cameron gives Mrs. Halverson a call, and the other three listen in. 
Mrs. Halverson, it's Cameron. What are you guys up to? Cammy, I can barely hear you. Why is it so loud? Are you at a skin bar? <laughs> no, we're at our apartment waiting for you and Mr. Halverson so we can wish him a happy birthday. I knew you guys were up to something. It sounds like it's packed there. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I surprised Mr. Halverson with a cruise. And we're on our way to the terminal. We didn't even pack our bags. We just got up and left. <laughs> I hope you all didn't go through too much trouble. Well, I mean, no, but, you know, we were really hoping to see you both. There's always next time, hon. Uh, M- Mrs. Halverson, who is that hunk in your Instagram photos? Is that Mr. Halverson? No! Mr. Halverson hasn't been able to turn a head since the summer of 72. That was the nephew of one of my friends who I play bridge with. He joined us for lunch. He's a looker, isn't he? Just in case you're interested, he works as a male dancer down at Thick Joe's. Interesting. Oh, you are all too much. Anywho, we're almost at the cruise terminal. You all have fun now. Well, this is a turn of events. What are we going to do now? We went through all this trouble. We might as well try to enjoy the party. Yeah, but without the Halversons, what's the point? The four of them walk over to the door, suspicious that this person didn't know the secret knock. Cautiously, they open the door. It's the hot nephew from the Instagram photos. Hello. Hello, indeed. My name is Nick. I saw the invitation on the Halversons' door when I brought home their leftovers from lunch, and I thought the party sounded fun. Mind if I join you all? (laughs) Hi. I used to date the host. Let me show you around. I said hello first. Plus, I bet you're only into women, right? Actually, I'm bi. Well then, right this way. The drinks are over here. Bradley and Nick walk to the other side of the room. Allison consoles with Dylan. I'll show Bradley. I'll convince Nick to stay with me. Don't get so worked up about it. It's a party. I'm sure you'll meet someone else tonight. It's a party for Mr. Halverson. Have you paid attention to the demographic here tonight? I'm not looking for a sugar daddy. I got that out of my system back in college. (laughs) You might be in luck. It looks like Cameron just pulled Bradley into the kitchen for something. Allison makes a beeline over to Nick. Hi, Nick. Enjoying the party so far? I am, although who invited the old folks home? Is Betty White here? We're one aggressive cha-cha slide away from a pelvic fracture. (laughs) Well, you know, nothing says party like an internal hemorrhage. (laughs) So tell me a little about yourself. It's funny, I swear I've heard your voice from somewhere. Well, I do host my own radio show. Maybe you've heard of it? Allison's Corner? I have heard of it. (laughs) It's always nice to meet a fan. Oh, no, 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 no. I just listen to it when I visit my friend's place from time to time. Oh, well, please, thank your friend for me. What else do you have going on? I just moved into this apartment since my ex-husband got the house and the divorce. Bradley leaps across the living room to intervene with Allison's conversation. Allie, come on. Nick doesn't want to hear about your divorce. It's been messy. Come on, Nick. Let me show you why I can outmix any bartender in the I-4 corridor. Oh, uh, uh, all right. Allison is fuming as Bradley yanks Nick away, giving a condescending smirk over his shoulder. Wow, that was painful, Allison. You just let Bradley come in and steal a potential date? And who are you, Ryan Seacrest? (laughs) Meanwhile, Bradley tries to finesse Nick. 
What do you think? I can make a mean Tom Collins. I have never tasted something so delicious in my life. <laughs> well, just wait until you spend the night. You move faster than an Amish boy on Rum Springer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, you look pretty well put together. What's your story? Ever since I was young, I knew I had to dance. So I worked my way up to being a go-go dancer at Thick Joe's in the Red Light District. That's hot. How well do you do? The money I got from tips was okay, but it was when I launched my OnlyFans account that I came into some real cash. Who knew that many people wanted to see me spread eagle every evening? <laughs> that landed me a brand deal with a makeup line. It's, it's been great. How about yourself? I'm actually the producer for Allison's Corner. I'm one of the most successful radio producers in the entire state. That's very impressive. How is working with Allison? Oh, wild. Honestly, she is a lot to handle. <gasps> How dare you, Bradley! <laughs> Unbeknownst to Bradley, Allison has snuck behind the bar and was eavesdropping on their conversation. I'm not a lot to handle. What about you? You're the one who drove Cameron away. <gasps> I knew you'd throw that in my face one day. That is so shallow, Allie. You know, what happened between Cameron and I... Allison and Bradley are at each other's throats arguing. Poor Nick watches, caught in the crossfires. Distracted by their back-and-forth attacks, they don't notice Dylan walking over and greeting Nick. Hey, I'm Dylan. Are they always like this? Don't worry. This is more like siblings fighting over a spot on the couch. Ouch. I guess I'm not worth much. You are to me. I'm sorry? How about we go back to your place tonight? Allison and Bradley can't hold a candle to what I'm capable of. Well, <laughs> I am looking for a freak. Right this way, then. Nick and Dylan walk towards the door. Allison and Bradley notice and look over. And where the hell are you going? Nick, we had a connection. Blow it out your ass, guys. Dylan scores again. I can't believe we let him get away. <sighs> I'm sorry for the things I said, Allie. Me too. I went too far. Yeah. Well, how about some fresh drinks? Bourbon on the rocks. And spill a little in the glass. By the way, have you seen Cameron? I saw him step out with Dylan. That is suspicious. Bradley walks over to see where Mr. Wynn and Mr. Salvatore are having a conversation. Guys, did you see where Cameron was going? He mentioned he needed to get something from the Halverson's apartment. Allison and Bradley bolt out of the apartment. As the two arrive at the Halverson's apartment, they notice the door cracked open. The sounds of moaning are coming from the inside. Cameron? What the hell is going on in here? They swing open the door and notice Cameron immediately in the kitchen. Cameron, that's disgusting! He's going harder on Cheese Buscemi's face than Hannibal Lecter does on his victims. <laughs> Cameron is devouring Cheese Buscemi's face. Oh, mm, hello. Let me explain. See, it's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> I'm drunk and jealous that Dylan got to find someone to go home with and Cheese Buscemi was so tantalizing, I just had to have him so I'd feel better about myself. Pathetic. Actually, Cameron, technically you did get to hook up with someone tonight. Two people if you consider Cheese Buscemi. Yeah, wait, how did you get the key to this apartment? Allison, you're making me feel so much better about myself. Oh, what if Dylan's phone number is on every stall in the city? I was able to please the lobby boy and hook up with Cheese Buscemi. And let me tell you, Buscemi has some delicately lush lips. You two go home. I'm going to show this hunk of cheese what the touch of a man can really do.
Voicing our regular cast, Max Ice as Bradley, Jeffrey Freitner as Cameron, Tabitha Pierce as Alison, Chase Grant as Dylan, Shannon Hall as Mrs. Halverson, and me, Ian Shaw, as your narrator. Guest starring today, Andrew Oyada as Mr. Wynn, Greg Mescal as Mr. Salvatore, and Zachary Raw as Nick. Our theme song was written and recorded by Lana White and produced by Dave Anderson. Who's the Crowd was created by R.L. Terry and produced by Danielle Hill. Today's episode was written and directed by Zachary Raw. Who's the Crowd is recorded virtually in front of a live audience. If you would like to attend a recording, please email us at forzacrowdpod at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe and follow us on social media at Forza Crowd Pod. We'll see you back in Apartment 9 next time. <laughs>